hi. <laughs> so, hi. Hiya. Hello, lovely people in our audience, and welcome to the first live edition of Fresh Voices. It's our podcast series designed to showcase amazing stories of diversity, excellence, and resilience in the world of healthcare and medical technology. If you are new to our show, um, welcome. I really, really appreciate you all taking the time to be here with us today. And Fresh Voices is about fun, informative discourse on hard-hitting topics around diversity and inclusion. We focus on the stories, so all you have to do is listen. Today, we're talking about allies, employee resource groups, known as ERGs, collaborating against inequalities and acting for inclusion. The focus is on you and how individual acts can really make a difference in the world of diversity and inclusion. To bring a personal perspective on this topic, we have the wonderful award-winning Matthias Bantler, the lead of For Diversity at Be Born Group, whose personal convictions and strategic insight helped him to pioneer a global group that operates across borders and functions to embrace and enhance diversity in the workplace. The Masters in Public Healthcare, Matthias is a member of the NGO Ulala and has successfully advocated for better inclusion in the workplace and worked across different functions to put in place guidelines on access, fairness and inclusion. Welcome, Matthias, and how are you? I'm good. A bit nervous, to be honest, but thanks for the lovely introduction, Koya. No worries. Good to be here. I'm really happy to have you. Um, could you tell uh, our listeners a little bit about your story so far? Sure. Um, before I start, I probably need to introduce the Carta de Vielfalt because that's um, basically how it started two years ago. Right. It is a Carta that promotes the recognition appreciation and integration of diversity in business culture. And they have started a diversity challenge and it's actually ongoing now. So they have the second diversity challenge um, published a few months ago. Wonderful. Yeah, they have this challenge to raise awareness regarding personal diversity and they motivate young employees to contribute into establishing a more inclusive work environment. That's how we have started as a so-called employee resource group. And we just talked about it earlier. I actually didn't know whether we were an employee resource (laughs) group. I just, I actually had to Google it. Um, Like, you know, we started voluntarily as an employee-led based, like employee-led group. Um, And back then we had six different people, highly motivated, that dedicated a lot of effort into a concept of creative and innovative ideas what we wanted to achieve was we wanted to strengthen an appreciative, inclusive and equal work environment. And looking back on this, the challenge had immediate impact on my personal feelings and intrinsic motivation. We now today have developed into an international network, um, also called Employee Resource Group. And on top, we even have an ambassador network. And it's just amazing because you can see what intrinsic motivation can achieve. Great. I think that's so, so interesting. And I think when you talk about motivations, and I love about your story, what kind of challenges did you face at getting this group started with, you know, with the concept of going out and doing stuff, I think it's very hard to turn that into reality. So how did you kind of shift that from that, I want to do this, to actually making it something that's a global initiative with employees worldwide? Mm. So we started in 
November 2018. And the first challenge was to define a comprehensive strategy, a strategy that was aligned with all the stakeholders for diversity and inclusion, but especially a strategy that is aligned and was aligned with the company's core values, philosophy, and the strategic direction we wanted to go. Another challenge also was time restrictions. We mm. didn't really have a budget first and we needed to create a positive awareness towards us as an initiative. And that's what we had to create within the organization. And although, and that's like my honest opinion, uh, we spent yeah. a tremendous amount of time to make an impact. But first we've had difficulties reaching all the employees. And even though our, um, you know, objective was to empower everyone to speak up for their rights and to openly show their diversity and true self in a workplace, this was a major challenge and it still is. But personally, looking at it from the perspective today, I see a positive development through our employee resource group. Perfect. And in terms of the challenges, I know we spoke about this a bit previously, but you have a, a global background for your group. Were any of those challenges in terms of getting people involved due to any kind of geographical differences? You're talking about a group that spans continental Europe, the UK, the USA, Asia Pacific, Africa. Do you think there's a real difference between how those different countries and and locations see diversity and inclusion? Yeah, that's, that's interesting because we just recently found out that even though we think we talk about the same topic, which is diversity and inclusion, we really do have different definitions when we look at it from a perspective, like a German perspective or an American perspective or the perspective of people from Asia Pacific. So what we wanted to find out is uh, what's the lowest denominator. And that's why um, we came up with the mission of strengthening an inclusive and equal uh, work environment for all employees. So that's pretty much the basis. And then we needed to allow countries to have individual focus on topics that are present. We just have seen the Black Lives Matters um, movement in the US. Obviously, yeah. that was a big thing for the colleagues uh, there. And we do have topics in Germany that we think are quite urgent. And that's quite interesting. What we need is a communication you know, throughout our ambassador network. So we really yeah. challenge what's going on and we want to have the opinion of our people involved in order to have the best possible outcome. And, you know, a big challenge now with COVID-19, obviously, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and all the, you know, political instabilities and the climate change that we yeah. are facing. Companies have a lot of additional challenges and changes that they need to deal with. But we all agree in our diversity for diversity network that nevertheless, it's fundamental to us that during these times, we have a clear focus on diversity and inclusiveness because by strengthening the perspectives of our individual and um, individuals in the workforce, we clearly have a benefit to adequately adapt the changing environment. Exactly. And actually, that's something that I've come across in my research. Um, There is a really good McKinsey report. I talk about it probably every single podcast, but they actually postulated that in times of change and with the current economic situation, 
one of the ways that companies can um, increase their innovation and actually kind of navigate this tricky, tricky water is to actually focus and still invest in diversity and inclusion, because the more voices and stories that you add, the more likely you are to achieve a brand new strategy that you hadn't even thought of before. I wanted to ask you, Matthias, has full diversity had an impact on your life outside work? Oh, yeah, clearly. I mean, first of all, it had an impact on uh, me as an official um, employee of global marketing and sales within my organization. Yeah. So that's like the first answer. But if I'm honest, the biggest impact was on my personal life outside of PPRON and especially on my personality. I feel more comfortable and privileged to raise my voice in and outside of work whenever I feel there is something to say. Um, yeah. in regards to diversity and inclusion, because I think it's never just bound to only one context. And the empowerment, and you mentioned that in your introduction, of the Employee Resource Group helped me to apply for the membership with Ulala. And yeah. I also support local a local association that's quite active in providing educational work on gender and sexual orientation within schools and institutions. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I mean, that's quite important. What I've also learned like the past past years were so interesting because I've met so many interesting people. Like, you know, we just talked about this in um, our prep talk. Yeah. I think you're an amazing person as well. And without oh, the <laughs> engagement <laughs> in the employee resource group, we probably would have never met. So I think it's so, I'm really honored to have this opportunity. And I like to work with the people that represent the diverse society that we are, people that are, you know, equal as humans to me. And I'm grateful that all those people share their happy stories, sad stories, um, (laughs) their different perspectives. And that's how I'm empowered by for diversity to bring my true inner self to work almost every day. And I think that's... To me, that's a privilege, but it needs to change into something that every one of us can feel. Exactly. And actually, that is coming really nicely into what I wanted to say next. So when you're looking at employee resource groups, um, 78% of 18 to 24-year-olds and nearly 84% of 25 to 34-year-olds report that employee resource groups have had a positive impact on their sense of engagement and belonging in the workplace. And actually, it's something that's really, really important to us in terms of our overall initiative. One of the things we really wanted to achieve with Fresh Voices was a space where we could actually tell these stories and make people feel like they were welcome. And we really, really wanted to focus a little bit on how individuals felt when faced with diversity and inclusion. And I love your story because it's very personal. It's something you advocated for by yourself. Um, And I was thinking before that at the moment, often when we talk about diversity and inclusion, we are focusing solely on top-down workplace incentives that are being curated or backed by senior executives. And these are actually fundamental and very, very important. But focusing only on these things can really make people underestimate the role that individuals can have on creating meaningful change within an organization. And employee resource groups are really one of these places where individuals can make an impact. And what's really wonderful is that a lot of business engines and resource groups and research papers are actually finding that this is true. So the Harvard Business Review um, actually published an article the other day, and they're focusing on how companies are able to reshape their power structures to create lasting meaningful change. And one of the things they spoke about was empowering employees who are at the bottom and middle levels. 
and employee resource groups cover every level of the company. So they allow people to actually impact um, the higher decision makers and actually advocate, lobby, and also create and a different system of empowerment because they are then showcasing to companies what the situation is like for the majority of staff rather than the majority of executives. The McKinsey Group, again, they showed that companies who invest in ERGs are 40% more likely to be diversity leaders. So the companies who are doing diversity and inclusion well, they're the ones who are listening to their employees. One thing I wanted to let everyone know about employee resource groups, if it's not something you're familiar with, These groups, they are a space for employees who share a common identity or background. So it can be like a female engineering group, or it could be, for example, uh, an African-American group. And it's anything that people have an affinity for. And they create an open forum for employees to support and meet each other. Um, And one of the areas that I really love about these groups is that they actually feed into the overall culture of the company because they are actually founded on financial support, organizational support, and access um, to decision makers. So it is that kind of what I call magical pairing of executives, allies, and, you know, employee resource groups. So that's one of the things I really wanted to touch on. I know you spoke about it before, Mateus, about not getting everybody engaged. And one area that we really wanted to touch upon today was allies. What impact do allies have when it comes to diversity and inclusion? Well, I think you... You know, it's a good start to have like this bottom up approach because that's what we've done two years ago. And I think you can get quite far within your organization. But if you really want to have like a long lasting impact, you need a strong support of the top management, which means you need allies from the management board, uh, corporate HR, as well as most important team leaders. And I think their support helps to spread the message across the organization, sensitize and educate employees on all levels, equally for the concept of an inclusive work environment. An ally to me personally and having the experiences within our organization is a person that shows authenticity, the passion to empower an employee resource group and to just give them the necessary freedom and support, especially in organizations where you can see the challenges that we just tackled earlier in this conversation. Yeah. And like personally, as a part of For Diversity and this amazing group, our allies made us feel visible. Um, we feel empowered. We have like access to key resources and a budget. And yeah. if I compare how we started, because we yeah. started two years ago without an ally, <laughs> it's, it's way easier to uh, implement things in the organization right now compared to uh, the situation two years ago. However, um, I also have to say that we need more allies. We need allies for groups that have not yet reached the visibility that they deserve. Everyone can take part in our initiative. Everyone can take part in an employee resource group. You just, you know, just need to start. You can raise your voice. You can use your power and every voice matters. And to us as a group, it's foundational that we create an inclusive environment not only at work, but also in the society that we um, live in. Perfect. And how can everyone get involved in advocating for change? I mean, uh, first of all, you need to, you know, you need to have like this urgency to, um, you know, making impact. I mean, I only can say how I started two years ago. Yeah. I felt I felt that there was like something in the organization when I walked in that's not matching with the world that I see it from like 
outside. Great. So I've known like people that have a quite diverse background. I've known so many people with different perspectives. And then you walk into the organization and you feel like, well, this is not the same. I mean, yeah. why do we have majorities in our organization and we have less people from different kind of groups? So I started to wonder whether there's something that we could do about it. And then I got active. I mean, that was a whole journey. You speak to HR, you want to do something. Then there's the diversity challenge. There are always opportunities to make an impact. You just need to find them. You need a strong willingness and passion to do something. Then there will be a way. <laughs> just, uh, just get started now after this podcast. I mean, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> get in touch with me if you need any more help. Yeah, um, no, it's not. Well, at this point, <laughs> before I forget, I really want to thank all the members of our circle because yes, everyone yes. makes an impact. And I'm now here just as a representative of For Diversity, but I'm sometimes feel uncomfortable that it's bound to my person like my individual person so i want to thank everyone that you know made an impact within for diversity perfect and yet as a follow-up to what Matthias has said if you actually want to advocate for change please do get in touch with me at the end of this podcast we also know that from what you said it's just about using your voice and um, you're not going to get it right 100% of the time. Nobody ever gets it right. But just taking that first step, like you said, can make mm -hmm. such a huge impact. And for me, that leads me really nicely onto the next point, which is not everyone getting it right. But what do you think has worked particularly well, in your opinion, and what's been less successful? Well, that's um, a good question. I mean, if you want to start with an employee resource group, um, I can tell what has worked out since we started and that was being able to get everyone's attention with basic and controversial information about diversity so that's something you could do in your organization just share facts about diversity and inclusion interesting facts people don't know so you do get their attention and that's what we've done two years ago as well and with this approach we were able to get the attention of some people at least curious enough to listen what we wanted to tell the rest of the organization yeah. and then we kind of based all the actions that we had on um, the opinion and perspectives of people that actually got in touch with us when i reflect on people's abilities to adapt to something probably that is not as out outspoken yeah I think for them, it comes with perceived changes. So I've learned with our initiative that it's more successful to focus on the people that show a certain willingness and capability and ability to adapt to changes. And um, so that's what we did. We took by the hand those that were looking for a voice and included their perspectives and stories in all of our actions. I think important is that you always have this, you know, communication conversation going on so you do something you ask well are you do you feel represented by what we've done and if they are not represented you include that into your next action so by doing that we are making sure that everyone in the organization yeah. feels represented by what we are doing wonderful uh, so guys we are coming to the end of our podcast segment today before we go Thais, is there any pearls of wisdom you can share with our listeners <laughs> okay pearls of wisdom um, I need to be spontaneous, I guess. Well, because we talked a lot about that everyone can make an impact and everyone can start. I think my pearl of wisdom would be that I think it's important that you help to create an environment that allows 
every one of us to be able to accept themselves as humans and to find your true self. But I think most importantly, to help all those that are still in the process of finding, you know, who they are and helping them without judgment and discrimination. I think, I think try to find your inner strengths, you know, continuously develop your professional and personal skills and capabilities. And that's how, you know, you change collaboration between human beings also in society. And I truly believe yeah. when you are at peace with yourself, and that's something I've experienced, it's easier to show determination, passion, willingness in, to make a change in any of your projects. And that's last but not least my personal advice to you. And I'm just thinking about, like we, um, we've talked about RuPaul, uh, yeah. I think it's important to take the chance if it's there. Don't ever let your inner saboteur hold you back. For those that are familiar with RuPaul Andrew Chaos, and I Drag think, Race, it's great. Yeah, it's Drag Race. <laughs> <laughs> love it. We talked about it. I love it. I think, <laughs> you know, he summarizes it so nicely what I want to tell to like our listeners. If you don't love yourself, how are you going to love somebody else? Exactly. And that yeah. is a truest statement, I think. So, Mateus, it has been wonderful to have you here today to share your thoughts and story with us. Um, I personally thought it was really important to get a German perspective on diversity. So thank you so much. For all of the thank listeners, you. if you have a specific experience or knowledge related to the topic, please do get in touch. And we're delighted to feature any other stories related to diversity and inclusion on either our upcoming webinar or our current podcast series. So get in touch. Uh, my email is diversity at projectusconsulting.com. The next podcast is with wonderful Joshua. He's talking about LGBTQ plus voices in healthcare and about the unique relationship between healthcare, medical devices and trans bodies. So please tune in. Thank you all and have a wonderful day. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.